Hello. Welcome to the Valley View Podcast, episode 78. My name's Tyler, and I'm here with Matt. We were just talking about how it feels like it's been a while. It does. Hey, um, so I was listening to Thanksgiving episode. Oh, you are? Yeah. Which is just us, but it also felt, this is like the first week in a long time that we haven't had a guest or like a very specific special event. Like, yeah, it's the first like run of the mill podcast in a while. Yeah. Um, anyway, related to the Thanksgiving episode, um, I asked the question, uh, like, what time do you think dinner is going to get served on Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm just curious, just a follow up question, accountability follow up, like what time did dinner get served? Um, I think we had Thanksgiving lunch at like noon. Wow. Between noon and one. Nice job, Mrs. M. It might have been more like 1230. Well, we weren't actually. We ended up not being in Minnesota. Oh, OK. Uh, my my dad and my brother were a little sick. So we ended up going to Iowa for Thanksgiving Day. Oh, even better. Yeah. And then we went to my parents on like the uh, Saturday no offense, afterwards. Magnuson family. Okay. Well, because we still got Thanksgiving food with my with my parents. OK. So. OK. So the, the meal in Iowa was served between noon and one. Happy Thanksgiving, Tyler. It's at this point it's December eighth. It's been like two weeks. <laughs> That's true. Episode seventy-eight of the Valley View podcast is sponsored by Pointer Chevy of Fergus Falls. You ever been to Fergus Falls? I have. They yeah. have like three disc golf courses there. <laughs> I lost a disc that I got a hole in one with in that town. So uh-huh. I'm a little I'm a little salty at it. Maybe these people can help you out. Family owned uh, since 1961, Pointer Chevy of Fergus Falls has been the name to trust in the tri-state area for over 60 years would that be so would it be minnesota south dakota north dakota i don't know what the tri-state area is okay because there's a tri-state area in phineas and firm hmm. but okay. that was like i think out east somewhere okay i think anyone that lives at like the intersection of three states says they're in kind of a tri-state area i don't like that i don't like it because it's not objective like there's not one tri-state area Pete, Rhonda, Mike, and the rest of the Pointer team are here to make sure you always get the lowest prices and service you deserve. New pre-owned vehicles arriving daily. Check out our lot in person or online at PointerChevy.com. We also um, want your trade-in and we'll pay top dollar. Free hot dog lunch served every Saturday. Wow. Nice. It's a good day for a car place to do it as well because it's probably when they're getting the most people in yeah, on Saturdays. Totally. Uh, free oil changes for the first year on all new vehicle purchases. That's wow. pretty good, too. Pointer Chevy of Fergus Falls, simply outworking the competition and regretting it very rarely. <laughs> That's huh. a good tagline. <laughs> Usually, like, they don't regret it. Yeah, sounds like there's days that are tough there. Maybe over the Christmas season. <laughs> so, um, hey, if you are considering a new vehicle purchase or even in the market for a pre-owned um consider pointer chevy out in fergus falls a bit of a drive right how long does it take to get out there probably probably two and a half hours two and a half so maybe check them out online before you head out yeah probably (laughs) dude matt what are we doing what are we doing this month it's not november we finished november music month Uh we did december 1st was part of november music month we're not starting the old testament until 2023 right so we're kind of in this like weird nebulous zone for these next few weeks yeah we have a christmas episode already we're very excited about that yeah i think we'll announce that next week okay um i'm good with that but what are what are we doing this month (laughs) well i don't know but today i can tell you what we're doing today today we're going to talk about the second commandment and we are going to play a little game called what if you didn't work here yeah see so i asked you that because you know much more about what's happening on this podcast than me (laughs) yesterday matt said i have an ad read i have a, a game to play and 
I kind of brought up what we were talking about, but he's done more reading on it than me. Okay. Well, why don't you intro um, our serious subject for the day? And after we make our way through that, we'll play um, this game, this hit game called What If You Didn't Work Here? Okay. Okay. So I don't know if anyone here, well, in this room we have, but for those of you listening, the the millions of you listening, some of you have probably read a book by a guy named J.I. Packer. It's called Knowing God classic classic book if you haven't read it that's fine uh you can still listen to this conversation and probably be able to follow it Mm -hmm. um i had to read it recently for school um and in the book i think it's in chapter four uh he says something that i read and i was very confused by Mm -hmm. um basically he talks about how you're not supposed to worship pictures and and connects it to the second commandment of like you shouldn't have any idols yeah. Which like, I agree. Second commandment. Right. I, I also think that we should not worship any idols and we should not worship pictures of things, but he takes it to like kind of a, kind of an intense degree that like he was kind of advocating for not having like crosses or pictures of Jesus in your church. Uh-huh. Um, And so I brought it to Matt because I knew Matt liked the book and yeah. Matt was like, Oh, I don't really remember that. It's been a while since I read it. Mm-hmm. So here we are in the podcast <laughs> talking about it. So Matt, when we say uh-huh. don't worship idols, does having a cross in your church as like a visual reminder of Jesus uh-huh. constitute having an idol? I don't think so. Okay. Not in my opinion. So you disagree with the one and only J.I. Packer? Well, I think so. I, I just read this. I reread it yesterday. The section that we're talking about here. I think what he said is um, he cast a doubting eye toward a crucifix. So not all of our listeners may know the difference between a cross and a crucifix. So a cross is just a plain cross, whereas a crucifix is a cross with Jesus on it, okay, which is common in the Catholic tradition, Roman Catholic tradition, to have a crucifix um, in the church or on a necklace, hmm. like which is a cross with Jesus on it. I actually cross. didn't know that distinction. Okay, so that's the distinction. So, that... so a cross is like a, the cross, like what we think of. Right. A crucifix is a cross with Jesus on it. Right. I never knew those were different things. I thought yeah. it was two words for the same thing. And I, and I think what he was saying is that the crucifix is the thing to avoid. And I don't think he actually said anything about the advisability of having a cross. Um, hmm. What I think he... Here's what I, the argument that I think he's making. Um, the second commandment is don't make for yourself um, any graven image or carved image. That's how the, um, the English Standard Version translates it. Don't make for yourself a carved image. Some translations say don't make for yourself an idol, which is what I think Packer, that's the translation yeah. he uses. Mm-hmm. Um and the reason for that, it seems to be connected to um, don't bow down and worship them. So don't make these representations of God because you should not be worshiping like um, a picture of God that doesn't represent reality, nor should you be worshiping like something that God has created, even if you say like, oh, this leads me to worship God. Okay, so like, the, the... I think the cow is so beautiful that God has created that I'm going to make an image of a cow and like use that as an aid in worship yeah, or a the, mountain. Then we're at the or, golden calf. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, Can I, can I be the questioner and you be the answer yeah, sure, for a change? Sure. So I don't think, I mean, maybe, maybe in Catholicism, like I'm not Catholic and I have very little exposure to Catholic church. Um, I don't think in Protestantism, when there's a crucifix, people are bowing down to it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, 
-hmm. it's serving a similar function to a cross as like a reminder of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure Mm -hmm. I've heard of Catholics bowing down to the crucifix. Maybe they do. And I'm not remembering, but like, yeah. Why, if that's not really happening, why is Packer so concerned about it? Yeah. I think what he's saying, he's kind of making a slippery slope argument. Okay. Um, he seems to be saying that the reason that you shouldn't like use a crucifix, for instance, as kind of an aid in worship or even be looking at it as part of your religious life is that it has the capability of forming your view of Jesus into only that one thing about him. So that when you like think dying of, on a cross. Yes. And so that would exclude like his power over death or his resurrection or specifically like his powerful characteristics because the cross shows him in weakness Mm -hmm. and Packer's argument is you can your mind will confine your view of Jesus to only that one aspect and it will exclude other things that should be included in your mind when you think about Jesus do you think that that will actually happen like do you think he's right about that I you know I don't know I think he could be right for some people I think to say that's a universal thing that everyone will fall into I think is probably going too far okay um and then one other question i mean packer's protestant yeah do you think there's anything in his mind that reacts so strongly against crucifixes because it's traditionally a catholic thing well um so packer is an anglican which um Mm, (laughs) yeah which Which is like pretty close to catholic without being catholic exactly so maybe this kind of makes sense more now that because you know to be Anglican is to be part of the official church of England, which was yeah. the history lesson. The Anglican church exists because King Henry wanted to get a divorce and the Catholics wouldn't let him. So he broke up, he broke off from the Catholic church and formed the Anglican church so he could mm-hmm. get divorced. So Anglicans are at like probably the, one of the most similar Protestants to Catholic. If you mm-hmm. went to their church and like saw the way they do things, but mm-hmm. they're not Catholic. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that could be a clue as to why he has such a strong feeling about these things I, I feel like the crucifix is in his target big time yeah that and yeah. That, that's what i want it's like it would be very easy for a protestant to who, who's like reacting against catholicism to try to find everything wrong with catholicism yeah and i'm just wondering right. if yeah his his fixation it seems like a fixation to me on on a crucifix being an idol mm-hmm. if that doesn't so much come from like really studying the second commandment as much as it comes from being protestant and not liking catholics exactly exactly that's a good point let me ask you about one other aspect of this that he brought up which is pictures of jesus Mm -hmm. so because he didn't like that either no he didn't and did you grow up with pictures of jesus in your house or remember them from being around your church no i don't remember them okay i I remember crosses which is what confused me the most because i wasn't separating cross and crucifix but i have never once in my life thought oh yeah we shouldn't have pictures of jesus Mm -hmm. and he said yeah like a picture of jesus would fall under breaking the second commandment yeah yeah he did we we had pictures of jesus in our house growing up in fact my sister my youngest sister Paige, um i believe that her testimony of faith like centers on um, the famous picture of Jesus knocking at the door. I don't know if you've seen that picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Famous painting. Yep. Uh, Revelation 320 is usually attached to it. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Um, she was looking at that picture at a friend's house. And I think she says that, you know, that's when she received Jesus as savior. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was part of that. So, um, so that's a pretty big worship moment like, yeah. connected to a picture. Yeah. You know? and, and if we're saying that that's sinful, then we would also be saying that those, that the painters that made those famous paintings of Jesus, like they were participating in idolatry. <laughs> right. Right. And 
it's like a pretty big claim that's a know? yeah i don't know what I don't think I would take as hard a stance as Packer does on it. Pictures of Jesus are not my favorite because we don't know what he looked like. And usually he is made to look like sort of this um, paragon of masculinity. Very, you know, very nice looking. For whatever culture you're in. Yeah, depending. Like, yeah, exactly. For like, Because for, for, for me, a... like I grew up with a nice, like if I saw pictures of Jesus, it was like a, a white, blue eyed, blonde haired yes. Jesus. Yes. But and that I feel like that's what some people have taken that so far as like, oh yeah, that's how everyone portrays Jesus. It's a symbol of like mm-hmm. patriarchy, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, in other cultures, Jesus, like Jesus looks Asian or black, like depending on where you're from. Mm-hmm. So, but it is like the, across the board, Jesus is made this, this picture of strength in whatever culture he's in. Yeah. Which you probably, I mean, th- what's that verse in Isaiah? Like there's nothing in his appearance that would attract us to him. He was probably right. kind of ugly. It was like, <laughs> maybe that's irreverent to say, Yeah. but like if, if we're taking that Isaiah verse literally, he uh-huh. might not have been an attractive dude. Right. Exactly. I, I had that verse in mind too, as we were talking about this, is that the more you try to make him look as nice as possible, the further you probably get from the biblical. <laughs> right. <laughs> so for that reason, um, and just like recognizing that his appearance was not the most important thing about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's, safer and Packer would probably agree with this what we really probably just want to do is stick to the testimony of the scriptures about him mm-hmm. instead of supplementing that with well here's what he might have looked like right it's just not shown to be a priority in the scriptures to talk about that except the isaiah verse hmm. that you mentioned so if i'm hearing you right you're saying that you might not go as far as packer and saying that like having a crucifix or having a picture of jesus is probably idolatry but right. you would you would agree that like pictures of jesus should not be the point in worshiping jesus yeah because i would agree with that yeah i was really like rubbed the wrong way by these those few pages in the book because i'm i don't know i just am kind of a man of extreme so i was like that's like really extreme and i don't like it yeah um yeah but i but i would agree like i would like to worship jesus not a picture of him yeah you know and you don't need and you could argue you shouldn't really have a picture of him right as, as a necessary component of worship it's I think it's the one section in knowing God where it seems like Packer's kind of individual soapbox comes out to talk yeah. about something in an otherwise sterling book. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Highly recommend knowing God. Yeah. Like we're we're kind of bashing this one like <laughs> it's literally like a six page section yeah. in a three hundred page book. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. so highly recommend the book. It's just th- this section is just a little quirky. Yeah. Because he, he writes about it. He wrote it in the 70s, right? And then he updates it in yeah. the 90s, too. And even yeah. in the 90s, he's like, yeah, no, I, I really think that this is idolatry to have pictures of Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah, he puts a, in the updated edition, there's like an additional note. From the 90s, yeah. And saying like, here are the letters I have received and the arguments people have sent me over the years on this particular point. And here's why I still think I'm right. And yeah. Wrong. Usually when you see an addendum in a book, it's them saying like, actually, I've softened my stance. <laughs> like maybe I, I've come to see that maybe I was a little wrong. He's like, no, no, no. It's yeah. still idolatry in the 90s like it was in the 70s. Right. And I do feel like he backs off a little bit and is like, you know, in the end, I just think that this route is safer. Sure. And and, and I could even I I can see that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like like I get that. It just is like the strength with which he says it is very it's just a lot. <laughs> so highly recommend knowing God. Have yeah. fun when you get to those pages. Let us know what you think of it. If you've read the book, uh, DM me at Pull Votes Tyler. That's P-O-L-L Votes Tyler. Um. So Matt, I heard we have a game for the second half of this podcast. Yeah, so Tyler, you are, according to that sheet up there, the associate pastor of youth and community groups at Prairie Hill. That is correct. Is that right? Okay. I, I 
almost feel like that title should say something about students instead of youth because we called our student ministry but yeah. students and community groups makes an already long title even longer and clunkier <laughs> that's a good point um we're just gonna take uh about 13 and a half minutes here just to enter an alternate universe and uh find out and, and think through the possibilities of well what if you actually didn't work here what if you worked here instead are okay? you gonna fire me after this if we uh, find one of these jobs that i like uh, no okay good so I've got five different places um, of employment written down here. And what I want to do is I want to ask you um, about what your life would be like if you worked at any of these other places okay. and specifically what you would like about it and what you wouldn't like about it. Okay. Okay. So tell me, uh, first of all, what would you like about working at Abercrombie and Fitch? Um, probably almost nothing. Um, I maybe would like, I maybe would like um, like consistent hours that I could set mm-hmm. and be on the clock and off the clock. Mm-hmm. I I think that might be about all I have. Do you like? Do you feel like you'd use their discount and get some clothes that you would like? Or nope. no? No, I am not. A, I don't dress like that. So you wouldn't even want to buy the clothes that are in there. Probably not. Even at a large discount. It depends how large. If I'm getting like half off, I'd probably switch my wardrobe. But like typically places like that, I think give like fifteen percent off, and I can probably buy clothes for cheaper than 15% off at Abercrombie and Fitch. What do you think you would not like about working there? Just everything. I wouldn't like to deal with customers. I wouldn't like to be in retail. I wouldn't like to be selling something that I literally don't care about at all. Um, I wouldn't, I would probably have to work weekends and I wouldn't like that. Yeah, Um, probably. I wouldn't, I I would probably feel purposeless after a while because I would be doing something that I didn't care about or like. Um, Yeah, I I don't think I would like working at Abercrombie and Fitch at all. Would you? No, no, I don't think so. What would you like about it? Um, I would like if the playlist was was good. <laughs> I feel like that would get so old so fast. I was a custodian at a Coles for a while, mm-hmm. and it was like the same five songs. I think the other thing I would like is that it's probably in a shopping mall. Okay. And there's probably like not too far down the hallway. There's probably like a um, a good place to get like some caramel corn or popcorn. I so during like break, break time. I don't I like could... caramel corn or kettle corn. Not to like poke holes in your reasons that you like it, but I just, you know, I'm in a, you're asking me to critique things. So I'm in critique mode right now. Sure. Yeah. No, I think it'd be the breaks and the pop, the popcorn and the break, and then also the playlist. And if neither of those things are there, I think it would just be um, a difficult, a difficult job. Hmm. Yeah. I, it, it would be hard. I, I, I worked at a shoe store when I was in high school at the mall and I really didn't like having to go up to people and ask them if they were finding everything okay. Ugh, and I yeah. think it's even more so today that people just want to be left alone to shop. But you're like required to do that. Yeah, we had. To oh, go I up. would hate that. Yeah, we had to go up, even if someone was totally just browsing and be like, "You finding everything okay today?" And the answer was almost always like, "Yeah, leave me alone." <laughs> yeah, go away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, what would you like about working at Popeyes? Oh, I like I like Popeyes a lot. <laughs> um, I would tell us about it. I I would like the food. I mean, mm. I think Popeyes is really good. It's like super unhealthy, but I I would like to eat Popeyes. What are what are a couple of the best things on their menu? Uh, there. So I don't really like ranch, but their blackened ranch is really really good. Mm. Um, is like, that a chicken sandwich? Like a no, it's it's a sauce. Sauce. Their oh. blackened ranch sauce is really good. Okay. Um, I mean, and but since you meant like their chicken is super good. Like you can get it plain or spicy, and their spicy chicken, and mm-hmm. I think their regular chicken too are both really good. Their yeah. sides are pr- <laughs> when I had them, their sides are like relatively subpar. Mm-hmm. Like their mac and cheese, their mashed potatoes, that kind of thing. I think they have good Cajun fries, if I remember right. They do. But a lot of their sides are pretty pretty meh. Have you had their biscuits? 
Yeah, the biscuits are fine. I'm just yeah. not a big biscuit guy. Okay. I think we might have talked about that at the Thanksgiving episode. Okay. If you were a biscuit guy or more of a biscuit guy, I think you would have really good things to say about the quality of their biscuits. Well, the fact that my thought is like, oh, they're they're decent mm-hmm. means that they're probably pretty good. You think there's anything that you wouldn't enjoy about working at Popeye's? Yeah, I mean, assuming I, I so I I wouldn't like customer service. I don't think just in general. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I and if I was in the kitchen, I feel like it would get very hot and sweaty, and I wouldn't like that very much. Yeah, I don't think I'd like going home smelling like Popeyes. All yeah, the time. and I would probably wouldn't like working like late into the night, which you'd probably have to do at a place like that. Yeah. Uh huh. But because I kind of like this has actually changed a lot since I was younger. Um, at this point in my life, I like to get to work early and get off early and then have the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I liked to work late and finish late so I could sleep in. Okay. But that's changed a little bit. Okay. So I, at this point in my life, I wouldn't really like to finish late. Well, if it's not Abercrombie and Fitch and it's not Popeye. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Would you like Popeye's? Um, no. You wouldn't like smelling like chicken? No, I would not. Because I think, um, you know, the, the food thing would be the reason I would like it. But, yeah. you know, I've always imagined that if you work someplace like that, like even Chick-fil-A. I've imagined that too. That but you start to first, dislike the food? Exactly. Yeah. After the first, you know, it's probably really great the first couple of weeks. Yeah. And you're just cashing in and really loving life. And then after that, it's like, ah. Uh, well, they, I, a lot of places like that will give you like a free meal every time you work. So you're you're going to be eating it a lot. <laughs> I know. But I know. What would you like about it? Um, I would probably like uh, the people, the people that I got to work with. Yeah, that's so fake. That was like the that was the most like beauty pageant answer you've ever given, and you've given a lot of beauty pageant answers. <laughs> you have no idea if you like the people you would work with. You just didn't have anything good to say about it. Okay, yeah, you got me. That yeah. was uh, that. I probably didn't think long. long Sorry to come down so that. hard on you. What's the next place? <laughs> Tyler, what would you like about working at the driver's license place? Oh, um, I. F- I don't know if I would like that. Well, okay. I would like that the job was very like menial. Like I would I would like knowing exactly what I was supposed to do mm-hmm. in, in all the situations and to not like have to think about it very much. Mm-hmm. Cause even like Abercrombie and Fitch and um and uh Popeyes, like there's you probably have to think on your feet a decent amount, like people with different questions coming in. Like you probably have it done to a science, but like the customer service aspect means that there's gonna be things that are weird. And the the mm-hmm. environment of that is like hot and sweaty or in front of a bunch of people. Whereas the driver's license place, you're interacting with a bunch of people, but you're behind the counter and you probably know exactly what you're supposed to do the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it would also, I think I might enjoy people watching a little bit. <laughs> so those are the things I would it, like. It seems like you can bring as much attitude as you want if you work at the driver's license. Office. Yeah, you can you can sass some people if you need to. I, that's been my impression. Yeah. Is that, you know, they don't place a high uh, priority on um, tact. No, no. Or uh, understanding. But you probably can't have that there because you're dealing with everyone. True. Like, it's not like certain segments of like everybody has to renew their driver's license or at least their ID. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're dealing with everyone. And no one's happy to be there. No, nobody's like, oh, man, I cannot wait to go sit for three hours and renew my license. It's a burdensome task that everyone has to do. I got to do that in March, actually. <laughs> I want to get the real ID so I can fly. <laughs> so you're never dealing with anybody who's glad to be there, which, which is like opposite of abercrombie and popeyes right people uh, coming to popeyes are really happy to be there and yeah, not not always <laughs> i don't know i think some people are coming to popeyes because it, there's it's a cheap meal <laughs> okay well they've chosen it over other places they can That's get true. a cheap meal right um what i wouldn't like about the driver's license place would be um yeah de- dealing with everyone <laughs> yeah that would be hard yeah I, I just don't think that that would be 
particularly enjoyable. Yeah. I, I think one thing that would be hard for me is that I imagine you're constantly being asked to bend the rules yeah. or accept some other kind of ID than the one that's been proposed. Yep. A lot of people think they're being reasonable, whereas you're having to just keep saying, no, that's no, not okay. Uh, and yeah. hold, like hold the line. And that that's what I mean. Like, it's not yeah. like, I, I don't want the listeners get the right idea like I'm, that there's like a specific group of people that I don't want to interact. Like this isn't like, this isn't like a, like a culture or a race thing. It's just like, there are people in every segment of society who are annoying and difficult to deal with. And they all have to come get a new driver's license. <laughs> so sooner or later, they're coming to your window. Yeah. So, sooner or later, I'm going to get the, the biggest Karen that the world has ever seen. No offense to people named Karen. If you don't know what that means, you can Google it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like the the inevitable like rage thrust upon me for trying to do my job. So at the opposite end from rage and attitude, what would you like about working at Starbucks? Uh basically nothing. Mm. But that's not I mean I, the, green, I, the green apron? No. Why okay. would I like that? Um I would like to have the free coolers or discounted coolers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's about it. But I recognize that for a lot of people, that's probably like the best of the things we've said so far. It just isn't for me because I don't like coffee. I'm not bougie. Mm-hmm. I don't like customer service. There's just nothing really about Starbucks that suits Tyler. What about the vibe? Do you enjoy the Starbucks no. vibe? Why would or I enjoy you the... disdain the Starbucks? No, the, vibe? the vibe is all the things that the vibe is bougie coffee. Like I don't like those things. I have no interest in going to Starbucks or Caribou. <laughs> Where do you want to go instead? Anywhere. <laughs> Okay. literally anywhere i like i i just am not a coffee shop kind of man okay so like you are a seminary student you've got a lot of reading to do you're also a pastor so you've got sermons to write you've got studying to do you like need a lot of quiet time sermons to get to stuff done right so you are saying that contrary to a lot of people who find it um congenial to work at a coffee shop and relaxing in a place where you can get stuff done and kind of be left alone you're saying that's not the spot you want to go to get stuff done. Oh, I mean, I can, I could get stuff done. I just wouldn't choose to. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, like, and I think a lot of it comes back to, like, not liking coffee. They're like, you're not supposed to sure. just walk in and do your work without buying anything. Okay. And I'm not about to spend $6 on a coffee that I don't want to drink. <laughs> so I'm just not going to go to the coffee shop. So it sounds like you're not going to be applying at Starbucks anytime soon. No, like, I can get work done in a coffee shop. I have before. But I can also get work done, like in college, I can get work done in the dining center. Like I can get work done in my room. Like I'm pretty versatile in terms of where I can get work done. Uh So why would I go to a coffee shop that sells a bunch of things I don't like? It would be one thing I do like. It's overpriced. I had a friend in seminary who got a job at Starbucks. And the first thing they had them do, all the new employees, they sat them down around a big table and gave them all these different samples of different coffees in a notebook. And they had to write down in their notebook how each different kind of coffee made them feel. That's see bougie. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Could you see yourself doing that? I I mean, I could see myself doing it so I could keep my job, but I could not see myself like <laughs> well, actually knowing what to write down because yeah. I wouldn't know how they all made me feel. What would your notebook say? Do you think? Uh, gross, disgusting, <laughs> bitter. I'm, just because I don't like coffee. <laughs> like they they would all make me feel negatively. <laughs> Okay, well, <clears throat> here's number five. I, Emily is laughing so hard at this right now, I'm going to tell you. Number five, the last one, we'll wrap it up with this. We just got a couple minutes left. What if you um, were a sales associate at a car dealership? Oh. What, what would you like about that? Oh, man, I could get really into that. 
I could get really into could like, you? I think I could get really into wheeling and dealing. Really? Okay. So okay, right. here's the thing. I could go two different directions. If I if I love Jesus, <laughs> I could be the like the kindest car salesman ever. Like I could be like I the plug. Like I could be like the plug. You know, like I could be like hmm. the guy that we that my family goes to to like fix our cars, who's just like a very genuine guy, gives us good deals, only makes us fix what's wrong. Like I could be like that with car sales. Like I could just be very straight up and honest with people. They still wouldn't trust me because I'm a car salesman, but like over time, if they bought a few cars for me and the things I said bore out, I could I could be like a very like God honoring car salesman. And I think I could enjoy that. On the other hand, if I uh shunned my faith. I could get so many deals done. Like I could get, I like, I'm pretty decent at talking my way through things, especially like, like if you've played games with me, you know, um, so I could, I could get some deals for my company. Mm-hmm. So it would just depend on how Christ-like I was at that, at that job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I wouldn't like about it because I, I am a Christian would be like, I would just always feel bad for scamming people. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it'd be hard to work on commission. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in sales, I was in a non-commissioned position. Never thought about that. <laughs> Yeah, we just got paid a, a set amount, no matter what our um, sales um, statistics were uh, or sales level. But I always thought like it would be a tremendous amount of pressure to have to work on commission. So I really respect people that can do that and live with that kind of pressure and uncertainty where, you know, your next paycheck is basically going to be maybe a maybe a small set amount, but it's basically going to be whatever you earn. Yeah, I would hate that, actually. I hadn't thought of that. Like, that's the thing that I would hate because there's so much uncertainty. Yeah. I really appreciate it my job right now that I'm salaried and just know what I'm going to get paid. (laughs) Tyler, I am very glad that you are the associate pastor of youth and community groups at Prairie Hill and that you aren't working at any of these other places. And it sounds like you're glad that you're not either for the most part. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't hear Matt because he turned his face away, he said he's glad that I'm here and not somewhere else. <laughs> you were like, you were talking lower and you were looking away. Sorry about that. It's all right. Uh, Valley View. <clears throat> all right. It's all right. Um, so next week, we have no idea what's going and neither do that. Usually that's good. Sometimes those are the best episodes when mm-hmm. we don't know what's going next. Yeah. Um, in two weeks, though, we got something very exciting. We'll let it, we'll let y'all know about it next week. Okay. Um, but for now, have a great day, Valley View. Bye bye. <laughs>